Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern-day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. All right. We are live on YouTube. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle. Um, before we get to the show and today's guest, just kind of a quick um, show note. Um, I, I posted about this on my show Monday, but if you want a audible credit to get a free copy of my audiobook, um, easy way to do it if you go leave a review anywhere where you listen to Conspiracy in the Force, any podcast um, feed, you know, leave a review. Let me know about it and I'll send you a um, audible credit. I think that's how it works. Yeah, an audible credit to get the free download of the audiobook. So feel free to check that out. Um, so with me tonight is um, a really, really great guest. Somebody who has been you know, very inspirational to me recently is um, Mr. John Brisson from the We've Read the Documents YouTube page and Twitter page. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, Kyle. Thank you for having me, Conspiracy in the Force. As an audible member, I can say that getting an audible credit it's anywhere between a ten to twenty dollar value, so that is definitely, definitely worth the time for someone okay. to do so. So yes, that's actually a great offer. So thank you for thank you for breaking that down. You know, with with, with everything you know being like quasi currency nowadays, it's always hard to tell how yes. how it actually <laughs> shakes out to the quote unquote real dollar. I, I use really fake air quotes when I say dollar, but you know that's just the kind of benchmark we we still kind of use, unfortunately. So. Um, John, if, if you could, before we get started into a lot of the really great topics we, we want to talk about this evening, um, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, you know, some of the content you work on. Yeah, my name is John Brisson. Uh, I live in and actually grew up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. My family's been here, uh, at least the Brisson side, my father's side for 300 years at this point. Uh, so uh, my father was a conspiracy theorist. Of course, I did not believe him growing up. Uh, I inherited um, the uh, beliefs of political beliefs of my grandfather, who was a neoconservative at the time. Uh, so I uh, would scoff at my father when he would try to talk to me about conspiracy things. Uh, and uh, he would listen to uh, Bill Cooper. Uh, my dad did not like Alex Jones, so we would not listen to AJ. But we would, li we would listen to RFL on Coast to Coast AM though, from time to time though, uh, when I was growing up. And um, my father passed away in 2004. Uh, I wish I would have you know, been able to you know, tell him that he was right about the world and everything. And it took, you know, many years for me to start questioning things. Uh, I heard Alex Jones one evening in December of 2008 uh, talk about how 9-11 was an inside job, which was news to me because, you know, I still idolize Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh and thought that, you know, we were fighting uh, the Muslim terrorists uh, over there in, in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, so I, I, was shocked, you know, and I was hearing these claims that 9-11 was, was an inside job. And even at the time, you know, Alex Jones would occasionally talk about, it, you know, Israel's involvement in 9-11 too. Uh, back then, of course, he doesn't mention it now at all. Uh, but back then, he would occasionally mention it. And so, uh, you know, I started looking into, you know, I started listening to InfoWars. I started, uh, you know, visiting Alex Jones's website. That's where I also found the message board, Godlike Productions, at the time. And that's when I... Uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, awoke. And uh, as, as, as 
you know, new age term that people like to, to, to say, because it did lead me into uh, becoming a Gnostic because uh, I had uh, shed kind of my Christian beliefs uh, when I, when I had grown up in the Presbyterian church. And, uh, and so, you know, I led me on that path, you know, I never watched that guys like everybody else did. I listened to David Icke, Jordan Maxwell, uh, Jeff Rents, you know, and, and so I, I started, um, you know, just believing that, you know, I became a Gnostic Christian. Um, I, you know, was wake, awoke to the world order. Um, and I felt very hard for the uh, QAnon uh, deception. Well, I guess I never believed in QAnon, but I fell for the Trump deception, which is wrapped up with the QAnon deception. Is really the operation is really one and the same thing, should I say? Uh, so um, you know, I you know started to really uh, get back into politics and think that Trump was going to save us all. Uh, and I voted for him in 2016 after I hadn't vote, voted for a president uh, since I think John McCain in November of 2008. Was the 2008, last yeah. I think I'd voted for a president. Uh, so, um, you know, I, um, I, 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 I thought Trump was going to uh, make America great again. Uh, and I had started listening to Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh again. And, you know, I thought they used to be new world order agents, but Trump had brought them in line. You know, I started watching Fox, Fox news and Tucker Carlson. I believe you couldn't cuck the tuck. Uh, which boy was I wrong about that one? Tucker Carlson is a horrible human being, uh, but that's you know that's another discussion. Uh, so, but you know, so my friend, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Titus, he's founder of Fixture Gut with me. Uh, he um he he found on an HN thread one day that someone was actually talking about uh, the documentaries of Josh Reeves called The Secret Right Volume One and The Secret Right and about this. A uh, group that I'd never heard before called the Council for National Policy, uh, and uh, and I everybody's heard of Council for Relations, a bit of a group, the Trilateral Commission, you know. And so I, you know, I was I was I watched the first Secret Right, and I recognized some of the names, you know, in, in, in conservative media, you know, Rush Limbaugh, you know, Sean Hannity, like uh, you know, Dick Cheney being a member, you know, the Bushes, Reagan, you know. But I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Alex Jones would have told me already, you know, I would have figured this out by now. So Trump, when Trump got elected for president, though, however, I started noticing that something wasn't right because, um, and this is what started to, to make me question things, was he started filling his cabinet with swamp members. And he started filling his cabinet with Council for National Policy members. I mean, Mike Pence was a member of the CMP, and he chose him for vice president. You know, so something wasn't quite adding up there. It was always in the back of my mind. And it took me about a year or two. Uh, when, when Trump, you know, attacked that Syria air base with the missiles, that was really it for me. Um, but if I would have watched the second Secret Right documentary, which I didn't do months, months later, I would have found out that Alex Jones was a member of the Council for National Policy because that was in part two. And so was Ron Paul. And so, you know, I would have fig figured I would wait a minute. The reason why Alex Jones never told me about the Council for National Policy was because he was a member of the CMP. Uh, so, you know, that led me to eventually realize, oh, wait a minute, Trump is not our guy. He's just part of this secretive, you know, when Hillary Clinton said there was a secretive right-wing conspiracy, well, there is, it's called the Council for National Policy is the only truthful thing the witch has ever said in her life. Okay. All right. And I mean, a little bit, you know, she's probably said some other things that were truthful, maybe, maybe possibly in her life, at least sometime getting a little bit facetious there, but still nonetheless, you know, like, so I, if I would have known this and I would have never voted for Trump. I would, I, you know, but it's, it's, it's hidden because most of the conspiracy, uh, you know, business or movement 
uh, is full of Council for National Policy members and John Burr Society members. You know, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. But you know, so I, you know, I eventually I figured Trump wasn't the savior of the United States of America. And around that time too was when I started realizing that there was something wrong with my Gnostic beliefs here because I started seeing Gnosticism being injected very strongly with the cult of Trump, with the QAnon operation. And I was like, you know, my arrogancy was always like, well, yeah, Madame Blavatsky and Albert Pike, you know, they believe this kind of the same things that I do, but I'm right because of subjective truth and they're wrong. My truth is right. And they were just all the world elite is just practicing mystery Babylon wrong. And I'm the one that's practicing it right. How arrogant that is. Okay. But it was um, the Catholic Michael Joseph, uh, who sadly has completely, because of the delusion of the Fatima prophecies, has completely bought in that Trump's our guy and Q and Pagano. Like he, he's, he's lost. He's completely lost into the wilderness of the deception. All right. Sadly, but God used him to wake me up because he had a series about disproving Gnosticism and how that the Nag Hammadi libraries, you know, as far as the, the, the you know, the dig and the preserva preservation, the translation was all done by the Rockefeller family. And on top of that, Elaine Pagels, which is his known Gnostic, you know, scholar, has read many books about the, you know, different gospels, the, the, uh, the Nag Hammadi library, you know, of the Gnostic gospels. Um, she was a multi Rockefeller award winning, you know, fellow, you know, so I was like, what? I never heard that before. And so I started really digging into it. I was like, oh, okay. And it started clicking. And then I was listening to people like my friend Jesse Spots at the time. And I was listening to um, going back and listening to Miss Bill Cooper's Mystery Babylon series. And, you know, and, and it finally hit me. Uh, hit me one day. I was driving home from Raleigh. It finally hit me that I had, you know, I was what I was believing was a complete lie, and it was fed to me by you know Satan ultimately. But it was through uh, you know the conspiracy movement. A lot of people who don't really know any better. Some do. Some are more malevolent than others when it comes to feeding this lie uh, of Gnosticism or Theosophy or Mystery Babylon or whatever you want to call it. That's kind of steeped it's into all facets of society. You know, and I repented of it. I asked, you know, you know, Jesus Christ, to, you know, to, to, to forgive me of my sins and, you know, and, and, and you know, I would do whatever I could to, to serve him. And then I believed in him fully and I would read the Bible and I would get right with God. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit came to me. I was born again. Um, and um, it, it's been that way ever since I became um, I went from, you know, being a Presbyterian Christian growing up to a Gnostic Christian. To actually Unitarian probably would be actually further than that um, to going back to being, you know, a apostolic Christian, you know, is, is what I am now. So I've kind of gone. I, I, I'm now believe this is what I believe to be the truth uh, of all truth. And so because it's, it's kind of you can see when I started my channel, Kyle, one last thing. I was still kind of coming to terms. Like, you know, I wasn't bold in my faith yet. Like I was still coming. No, because like Paul says, it's like you're, you're on the milk and then you're, you know, you're on the meat, you know, so you kind of, you know, I was still not there yet where I am now. And you can actually see it. And I actually lost quite a few people uh, from my channel because, you know, once I came out and I said, look, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm going to live my life, you know, by the teachings of Jesus. 
um, and the Bible is the word of God as much as I possibly can. A lot of people were like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. And um, it's, it sucks, you know, it hurts, but you know, I mean, Jesus said that, uh, um, you know, that, that he, you know, he'd be persecuted um, and he, you know, he's God in the flesh, you know, so we don't think, you know, we're going to be persecuted too for our beliefs. And so that's pretty much me in a nutshell, as far as uh, where I came from, as far as my conspiracy beliefs. And I, I believe now my biggest thing is, is, you know, Satan is the puppet here of the world elite. Um, now, ultimately, they have to answer to God. You know, the, God is ultimately sovereign. Um, but there is only one bird. You can call it an eagle because we are Americans. And you have the left wing and you have the right wing. And it's still one bird. Right. Um, how do you look at it? Now, am I off in that? No, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, a, a bit of the same kind of path, right? Like I, I grew up very conservative as well, right? It's like you go to the voting booth, you vote conservative just down the page, right? That, that's just what you do. You know, I, I live in Ohio, very red state. You know, you, you went to church, you voted Republican, and that's like what it was, right? It was kind of hand in hand there. And then, you know, like, like you, like very, you know, very recently over the past few years, kind of had some of the same realizations that you did, especially, you know, 9-11 and, and really, the, the, the biggest overarching one for me was like the Bush family in general, yeah. you know, yeah. because you saw George W. Bush out there, like you kind of almost felt bad for him. Right. Cause he couldn't, he couldn't, he wasn't very eloquent. Right. He was just some down home Texas boy. Right. He's just trying to do the best he can for America. Yeah. Then once you really dig into him and his family's background, you're like, Holy crap. It's, it's anything, but it's anything but that he, yeah. he he's playing, he's playing a role, right. Like much akin to like, what Kevin Spacey did in that usual suspects movie, right? Play this little meek little guy that like, you know, mild mannered and, but, but really has a lot of, I mean, Dick Cheney, I would say was really the one pulling the strings. He was really the, mm -hmm. the, the emperor to his Vader in, in that whole situation. But yeah, similar to you in that, um, realizing that a lot of the, a lot of the sides are very, it's, it's very similar. It's all kind of the same thing. You know, no one, no one's coming to, to save us. God is the only one that can save us. So that is, you know, how I've kind of started re, reconnecting with with my faith as well you know um kind of gone to that same almost right it's almost kind of like a hero's journey right because a hero starts out with this and they have pitfalls and distractions and things and then you know in the end they kind of you know move towards the right trajectory so kind of similar kind of similar but um, they want to make there. you think it's like that you know mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. uh because campbell's hero's journey and jesse spots has talked and done many videos on it that's kind of how i mean most movies are structured that way too as well you know, so they kind of want you to almost look at yourself in that way. You right. know, not that we say that we can't have character growth, obviously, and God, we do, you know, mm -hmm. but like, that's how they kind of want you to look at it is, and I'm, look, I, I mean, I still play video games. I love video games, you know, but most, I mean, you can, you can use any almost art form in that regard is, is the hero's journey, you know, the hero overcomes, you know, right. and, and so the world order wants us as far as like Gnosticism or Mastery Babylon is concerned, they want not to say that, you know, I think Calvinists take it a little bit too far where they kind of think that human beings are pretty much dirt. You know, we are created in God's image. Okay. So he does care for us. You know, he sent his son to die for us. We do have a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God, the father of those who accept him and repent, you know, but they want us to make us think um, the world order wants to make us think that we're super special 
beings that were little gods, you know, that were super special. And it's weird, but at the same time, they want to demean us why they yeah. want us to believe that. It's odd, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, one question I would ask you for, for those that don't know, you know, like what would, how would you define um, Gnosticism? You know, it's, it's one of those terms that I think a lot of people hear thrown out, but, you know, a lot of this stuff without context is kind of sometimes hard even for me to like conceptualize. So what what would be kind of like like your boilerplate definition of what Gnosticism is? Because I feel like, you know, in um, even in Star Wars, I think there's some kind of parallels there with what they call their, quote, forced religion. Um, so so how would you kind of define it if you had kind of a, a few bullet points? Well, I mean, Gnosticism was a it was an ancient religion. Um, some people could trace it back to Greek and Roman times or even before then. Um, and I would say that all stems in my belief, there's only really true. There's only two religions. There is, you know, what I, I believe to be the true religion, which is true biblical Christianity. Okay. And everything outside of that, um, and outside of that objective truth is subjective truth. So anything outside of that, since, you know, the lie that the serpent, you know, or devil, told you know eve in the garden is you know you eat of this fruit you know be be, be as gods you know so right. it's, it's 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 so that lie has always it's all in all these religions in my opinion it's all pretty much that same lie being you know told in different you know dressed up differently it's like putting different shades of lipstick on a pig you know right so it, you know, Gnosticism in and of itself is just another flavor. I mean, you have Gnosticism, you have Theosophy, you have Mystic Judaism, um, you have, you know, you have, um, you know, Islam, you have Buddhism, you have Hinduism, you know, Shintoism. You know, there's 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 many, 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 many different you know religions. Uh, but Jesus Christ Himself said, you know, you don't know the Father unless you know you know me, and so. You know, so Gnosticism, it did eventually glom on to Christianity, okay? Um, and a lot of the Gnostic Christians, some of them were, were probably Roman pagans. Uh, some of them were probably uh, Jews that practiced mysticism, and they just kind of glommed on to kind of making this, it, you know, again, putting another shade of lipstick on the pig. They kind of just modernized um, the, the, you know, the religion after, you know, Jesus's death. It became, you know, not all Gnosticism is Christian and not all, you know, obviously not all Christianity is actually no Christianity is Gnostic. If you look at it through the, you know, the way I'm looking at it, but, um, but they kind of, you know, just adapted. And as Michael Heisner says, it's kind of like they're reading the Bible and they're trying to make the best sense of it, but they didn't have the Holy spirit to guide them or God. So they're kind of like, okay, I can't believe I ever even believed in it, Kyle, to be honest with you, because, you know, going back and reading on and out, because, you know, I mean, it had to have been the spirit of Python, had to have been any spirit of divination, you know, whole third eye and meditation and mysticism. And I was practicing intention, the law of attraction, you know, yeah. like you have to become drunk, you know, like the spirits and the, the demons, like they want you and even your own self pride and hubris, you become drunk on this stuff. Right. And that's why the Bible forbids you, God forbids you to practice this stuff. I mean, it's even in the early church the didache they tell you to abstain um even the letters of paul tell you to abstain things from like witchcraft and pharmacia and stuff like that and everything and the reason being is because you're going 
you're you're going you're trusting in yourself and you're trusting in the world and you're trusting in other spiritual beings outs you know and you're not trusting god you're trusting right. everything else but god by doing all these things right and, and, so, and you know that and that's the one you know that's the one hang up i have with you know i'm obviously a big star wars fan but mm-hmm. when they talk when you get into the religious or quasi spiritual aspect of it it's basically like there's just this energy around and anybody can use use or interact with that energy however they want right you can use it for good you can use it for bad it's like a one it's just like a buffet right you can just kind of pick and choose what elements you want to take out of it and you can you can be a quote unquote light person but also mm-hmm. dip into the dark and use it in in, in in the opposite way too so it's um it was an amalgamation of a lot of different spiritual yeah. spiritual beliefs right but but the whole the whole premise ultimately is is there is no god right you you like you said you are your own god like you know and and i do love that the, I, the whole thing of the hero's journey right in in, in a vacuum but like you know to your point earlier about it, it it's about you know hey i accomplished this right it's it's not that god was working through me to accomplish something it's like i was the one who overcame yep. obstacles if you know i'm the only one who was able to do this and i, I overcame all this stuff and and got to got from point A to point Z because of the God that's within me, you know, and, which and is very that, new age, which is extremely new age, extremely mystery yeah. Babylon. Yeah. Um, because I mean, Jesus said himself that he is he's he is the light. Now we are the light too, as long as we believe in him and we have the Holy Spirit in us. Okay. But outside of that, you know, I mean, I'm reading Barb, you know, Happy Birthday Planet Earth, Barbara Marks Hubbard's book on my channel, and you know it's the same stuff that you just mentioned. She, you, you, you could have been taking quotes from her, you know, I mean, you could have been taking words from, you know, quotes from Blavatsky Pike from Bailey, you know, or, you know, or, you know, even you could say before the theosophist, you could have been taking, you know, quotes from Jakob Frank or how far do you want to go back? You know? So again, it's the same lie being constantly retold that, I mean, it's, it's do what thou wilt. It's not, you know, your will be done, God. Okay. It's my will, my will be done. And it's, it's sad that I'm not going to say that there aren't people out there who are Gnostics or new agers or even atheists that can't, you know, do works which the world would deem to be good or they can't think of themselves as good people actually try to treat people right they can but the bible teaches that without god you know it's filthy rags it's kind of like in vain you know it's like like you like i was saying earlier and like you you were alluding to is is they the way they look at it is well you can be a white magician or you can be a black magician you can have the light or you can have the dark and you know, the Bible, that's, I mean, again, that's, that's, that's a, that's dualism. It's, it's a polarity, you know, it's, it's very much taught, you know, you had odd man on, it's very much taught in Freemasonry, um, Mm -hmm. that, that kind of dualism, that kind of polarity, uh, where the Bible is like, no, it's either, it comes from God or it comes from man or Satan. And the things that come from man or Satan are evil. And the things that come from God are good. So it's very complex. And, you know, the, you know, most people most new agers they're just lost they're just lost sheep the 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 good shepherd jesus you know you know they have to you know like the bible says they have to you know just stop resisting at the door he's always knocking at the door you know just stop resisting 
and just, right. you know, and he'll, he'll come in, you know, and, and it's just, I don't know, man. It's the way yeah, the world I think, is. I think, yeah, I think everybody is looking for something that they, that they um, want to have or something that they've lost in the past. They want to reattain. You know, I actually had a good conversation with a friend the other day. He's like, you know, Hey, I've really thinking about, you know, all the, the losses I've had, you know, lost my, my grandma, my brother and my other brother and this and that. And he's like, he's like, I kind of want to go, you know, like see, see a medium or, or do something like that. And, you know, I, I tried to explain a little bit to him, but you know, I, I didn't really have all the tools really to approach that conversation from the, from the right mind. But really what I wanted to tell him was that, you know, you're looking for something that I don't think you're going to get by going and paying a hundred bucks to somebody, you know, in their, in their apartment for them to tell you what you're, you allegedly tell you what your dead grandmother said. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, because, um, I, I, I hold the pure belief that, you know, the, the dead are gone. The, yes. the dead cannot communicate, you know, ghosts, aliens, in my opinion, that's all demonic satanic Luciferian activity meant to try to give you what you want. Right. But just because, and he's like, he's like, well, I wanted to vet some of these people just to make sure they're legit. I'm like, well, just because they may have said something that was, accurate doesn't mean that it was from god yeah yeah you know just because you you get because that's like 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 you know like you said about you know the snake in the garden of eden he's the great deceiver of all time and that's what he always does and i think a lot of people hold a lot of different beliefs and you know i have as well so i'm no different than anybody else um that they think is giving them something that they think they need but really it's 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 a hollowed out tree, right? There's no, there, there's no solid foundation to it. So it's, um, but it's hard to approach those conversations, right? Because you don't, you know, you can't just, you, you just go and say, Hey, you're wrong. And I'm right. It's like, okay, that's, that's not, that's that conversation is not going to work out. So it's like, you know, for me, it's kind of learning like the tools and tactics to approach conversations and not be um, overbearing about it, but also try to try to explain a little bit where, where I'm coming from and what I believe, you know? Yeah. I mean, as as Christians, we are called by the Great Commission to spread the gospel. Um, that's one of the commandments that Jesus had given us. Um, and I've become bolder at it. You know, I mean, it, I'm not as bold as some people are where they're, you know, they're constantly, you know, out there trying to win souls. But I do my best. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, and hopefully I become bolder, you know, but there's some people that are always constant, you know, they're out there, you know, street ministries. And but God calls people to do, you know different things to have different strengths and different weaknesses, different spiritual gifts, uh, that, that people have. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know that also, I guess one thing too, the events in the world and how they're playing out and everything, it is more and more just a confirmation that God is real and Jesus is real, you know, like, I don't know if you feel that way, but man, I, I I'm amazed of how how accurate the bible is and biblical prophecy is it's 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 it blows my mind yeah and let me ask you about this and it's something i was you know listening to to a pastor um do a podcast on recently kind of uh, talked about this a little bit about you know obviously everything going on in, in russia ukraine mm -hmm. that that whole kind of deal and you know his 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 thought on it you know he had some some bible references to you know gog and magog and um not saying that that's what's happening right Correct. now but that this is more or less kind of um nothing that's in the in the bible per se but it's almost like a um 
a, a screen test, right? It's like when you're an actor, you go in for a job, you 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 role play this, right? Just like they yes. role played everything in 2019 before the thing that happened, which oh, my channel will get banned if I yes. say <laughs> the word. You know what I'm saying? So like it, role play, it's like uh, an exercise, right? It's um, let's try these things out, and and ultimately, it's it's going to the world is going to implode. I mean, that's what it's meant to do. The, the United States is going to implode just like Rome did. Um, it, the, the world is going to implode at a certain point. So, it, so yeah, so what is your take on that about, about what's going on? Do you, do you feel that that is a sign of the end times or are, are you of the belief that it's just kind of a, um, a, a precursor, right? It's kind of a, a prequel, but it's really not the, the real, real, real thing. I, I mean, there's many different ways you could, you could, uh, interpret the book revelation right um yeah. I, I myself am a kind of look at it through both a historist lens and a futurist lens but you know the futurist believe you know interpretation of um uh revelation was was made by jesuits in the counter-reformation you know so it's like <laughs> but i mean only, only god knows when you know but yeah. i would say that I, I do believe what's going on now what's been going on the past few years is definitely especially with the QAnon deception. And, you know, I believe that, you know, that the, the, we were told in, as, as conspiracy theorists that the world order is going to be like a boot on your neck, totalitarian, like UN, like, you know, like, I mean, how many, you can go listen to people decades back, you know, and that's what you're told is going to happen, right? You know, the police state, you know, and not to say that that, that, that doesn't, that, that won't happen, um, but that's kind of like the, what I believe to be the old world order, okay? Mm -hmm. There's been many iterations of the old world order. You have the divine right of kings. Uh, currently, you know, in the nation that we live, we, we have the divine right of man, you know, where man is sovereign. Okay. Uh, and then, and then, so, you know, it, it, you, you're going to get the whole great reset, you know, kind of like what, what we have going on right now in the world, you know, agenda 2030, you know, Bill Gates, uh, George Soros, you know, kind of like that in your face, boot on your neck totalitarianism. All right. And then, you know, what I believe is what's been set up at least the past 10 years has been going back, set up further, but has really accelerated itself is what I call um, is what is the new world order or probably Alexandria actually said it the best. She called it the brave new world order uh, or the world order of love and light. You can call it many different terms uh, where it's going to be. Everything that's crumbling now, the whole, you know, remember we were going to get the, 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 the QAnon deception would say, you know, grab your popcorn, enjoy the show. All is going to be revealed, you know, why is the corruption all coming to the forefront now? You know, are we, are, are they really scared or the elite really scared or are we really winning? Are we winning with all of these protests and these trucker convoys and, and I know some people that's going to make people knee jerk when I hear it, when I say this, but, you know, are, are we really, are, are we really beating the lead? Are we really going to ever overthrow them and, uh, and, and live sovereign and live great lives? Because, you know, there's, there's a certain new ager who is a conspiracy theorist too. And her name was Alice Bailey. And you could pick up one of her books and read it. And she sounds exactly like Alex Jones today. So, but she was an elite insider theosophist and Barbara Marks Hubbard, you know, she, she's actually been in a documentary, Thrive documentary with Alex Jones and been on Coast to Coast AM and she's an, uh, you know, elite, elitist witch, you know, new ager, in my opinion, she's, you know, she's definitely a Satanist, as rich as they come, you know, her, her father was an advisor to George, the Bush family, okay, and, uh, you know, I mean, she's saying the same stuff, 
All right. So are yeah. these people are evil. Yeah. How can they be right? So mm -hmm. how can the great awakening be a good thing? Right. That we've all been told in the conspiracy culture that it is a good thing, that all the evil deeds of the world elite will be laid bare, which is a good thing, mm -hmm. but not what they have lined up to replace it. Right. Which is then, all yeah, of the love the and false, light the, people. Right. Yes. The false prophet, the antichrist, the horror, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. That's the whole um you know hero like the heel versus the baby face right when you mm -hmm. get the wrestling terminology we talk wrestling like, we talk wrestling yeah. <laughs> you, you you got you, you have and, the, and that's what they've done with every president too right throughout history yes. right you you get you get bush all, all the leftists hated him you get an obama all the rights hated him then you get trump in all the left and it just goes back and forth you look since like 1930 it's just every political party just goes back and forth you know every four to eight years and you know i had a good conversation with, my, with a friend of mine the other day talking about like you know um possibility you know if, if if trump or DeSantis or someone gets in in 24 i'm like i'm like that's fine but okay so let's say you know devil's advocate that that happens and then mm -hmm. we have quote unquote four years of prosperity or whatever that looks like it's just going to go back the other way and probably even harder so even if you think that that's a good thing ultimately what we believe is it's all going to implode one way or the other yeah um and you know hoping and praying that a a president or a leader is going to get you out of this there there's no way out of this besides death and, and resurrection you know one way or the you know what i mean so it's like the whole even the whole make america great again you know whole whole thing is like well uh, america is bad is babylon you know so you're saying you want it to return to the former glory of of, of babylon mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and raise it to be a god and mm -hmm. you should never i mean i'm i love america i love this country this country yeah. has been great for me. And I think for, yeah. for a lot of people, you know, so it's not like, you know, but of course you, you get polarized when you say those things. Oh God, you, you don't, you, you hate America. You must be a terrorist, you know, but yeah. it's like, no, I, I just understand that you shouldn't hold your country or where you live over, over God. I oh, mean, well, and, and, first. And, yeah. And like the whole, a, a lot of Christians have been super, super tied up in, in the whole Trump thing and the Santas and all, and all these people. And it's like, you, you, you can, you can um, hope that a leader may, may help, but, but you have to put it way down the, the way down the, the order of the, the hierarchy of, of what your life is, you know, because you can't, you know, when you saw, I'm sure you saw all these memes in the past few years of like, you know, Jesus, God praying, like putting their hand on Trump's yeah. shoulder and all That's this stuff. And it's like, that, that is blasphemy. And I don't, I don't think any of that stuff should, should happen. Even if you hold those kind of beliefs, you should never put a human person on that same pedestal so yeah i mean my whole point is that like you know it's all going to break down i think we should do the best to be healthy and and love our neighbor and all this all this that we can do but at the same time you know the whole like we're gonna fight we're gonna get them and, and like you mentioned you know in, in the movies they give us this whole hero's journey they also give us that whole concept of this rebellion right this little yep. rinky dink rebellion is gonna take on the bad guy right just look at you know star wars or Hunger Games or whatever, what what have you? It's like this little rinky dink rebellion is going to take down the bad guys, and it's going to be all fun and games. It's like, well, even if that, to, to your point um, about the the love and light and this next awakening, even if that does happen, that group becomes the same as the ones that they overtook. Throughout history, it's the same thing. Any rebellions that have taken over, they you have to be bloodthirsty to get to that way, right? Or so yes. there, I mean, there's two two ways around it, right? You could 
be as bad or totalitarian as them or present yourself as something different, but it's still an authoritarian, what have you, just in a different uh, a different, you know, light or color so, scheme. So, Kyle, let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. Ask you a question on that. Is there are no like I'm not even going to ever vote again. I might vote maybe in a local election if I believe that it may. Because we live in a small enough town, you vote in a local election, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. But like as far as a presidential election, well, why bother? It's a CFR candidate versus a CMP candidate, and overall they serve Satan, you know. And is is Trump going to return? Are we getting Trump versus Hillary too? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I think, I think it may happen. It does look like it's going to happen, you know. I mean, they they uh, revive the global Clinton initiative, you know. And so, just a mat, just a mat, just a mat. I mean, if Trump wins. We really might be entering into what was for you know prophecy foretold at the Book of Revelation, New Testament. You know, uh, if Trump doesn't win, and we get Hillary Clinton, well, we might get civil war. So n- no matter what, it's not good. And I mean, to further, has there ever been a revolution that you can think of, at least in modern times, that was ever a good revolution? Right, right. Yeah, you know. Um... One of my one of my favorite um, bands of all time, Genesis. They came out with the mm-hmm. song in like the early '70s. It was called "The Knife." So, if everyone wants to hear like a really good song about like what a true revolution looks like, go listen to the song because they're talking about how they want to take on this monarchy or something. But then, you know, they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go cut off all their heads. We're gonna cut off their kids' heads and their friends." And I was like, "Like, whoa, well, hold on a second. I thought you just wanted to take over, t- take on the power, but now it's." Um, it's gone beyond that. Right. So like, you know, everybody on the right for all those years, like put, lock them up, lock her up, do this, do that. But it's like, w- does it end there? Like no. how, how, how far does that, does that go? And, you know, it, to, to my, in my mind, that almost sounds like it's, it, you get into kind of crusade like talk when you start going down those rabbit holes, because everything that they want to do to you, you also want to do to them. That doesn't make you any better. No, no. I mean, I mean, Jesus says, you know, if you already hated, uh, your enemy in your heart, you've already committed murder. I mean, you know, we're not supposed to love our neighbor. We're supposed to forgive our enemies, you know, and, and a lot of the QAnon deception, not to say that, again, not to say that, or even the conspiracy movement, not to say there there is, these people are evil, okay? And their evil deeds are being exposed. And that's a good thing. Uh, not all of their evil deeds, not all of the evils being exposed, only only the dark side seems like it's being majorly exposed and the light side seems like it's not being exposed, uh, you know, and, and I mean, look, I, and, and I think, people- and, and I will say, I think people can take that, what you, what you just said, like two different ways, right? Like there's no heroes. So there's kind of mm-hmm. two different ways you can take it is you can take that black pill approach, like screw everything. I'm just going to do whatever I want because nothing matters. But I think the, the best way to approach that is, is like, like you and I have is trust in something above your uh, higher tr- trust in God, because that's the only salvation that there is yes, in this world. Yeah. So, I, yeah. but I, but I think, you know, whenever you kind of talk about these kind of things, people, people roll their eyes like, oh, well, so what? None of this matters. It's like, no, all of this matters, but it, it's something you need to handle internally. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the external stuff you, you can maybe affect. To a certain extent, like you said about local elections and, and your family, community, all that kind of stuff, yeah, that, that's great. 
but but don't expect that it's going to turn out the way you want just because you've you you've prayed about it and you know you you've done the right things and all that kind of stuff because there's really there's really no this world is 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 doomed at a at a certain point regardless that is true yeah uh, I mean, there's a, a a quote that's falsely attributed to Martin Luther is that if I know the rapture is happening tomorrow, uh, you know, I plant a tree today, you know. So we still are commanded um, to, you know, give, you know, good fruit and good works, even up until the time appointed for our death, whenever that may be, you know. So, you know, I, a lot of people will get a nihilist, defeatist approach, you know, and just throw their hands in the air and be like, what, no one's coming to save me? And it's like, no, uh, you know, God's God will save you if you believe in him and you repent and you trust in the Lord, you choose to serve him, you know, you, you, you know, Jesus, you know, you'll, you'll be saved, you know, I mean, you, you can be saved. It's just, there's nothing here on the earth uh, that's going to, to save you. And ultimately we've all been let down uh, by other humans, uh, including ourselves. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is, you know? And so it's a very harsh truth because, People, especially people, they really, I mean, myself included, I idolized Trump. I, I mean, I pretty much worshiped the man. All right. I mean, I didn't, you know, think of him as God, you know, but, you know, technically from a biblical standpoint, I, I kind of did, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, oh, oh, yeah. You know, I, if, if anybody goes back to my podcast archives, it's the same, same thing. A lot of that same, I mean, I made a whole episode about comparing, you know, Trump and Biden to like, what are their Star Wars character equivalents? Yeah, you know, like Joe Joe Biden is like Jabba the Hutt, right? He's just this nasty swamp creature, which is accurate. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm like, you know, Han, um, Trump is like Han Solo, right? He's like this like like swashbuckling guy who like was out for himself for his whole life, but then he at the right moment he came to help save us all. And like I I I went back there and listened to that. And I'm like, man, that is a uh, that that that's one for the that's one for the archives. I'm gonna you know I'm not, but I'm not gonna delete it because Good. you know I think Good. it's important it's important yes. to know. It's important to, to know your your failures and way and and where you've been so you can grow and learn from it. I think I think you know with all this push to eliminate history and statues mm -hmm. and all this stuff is that mm -hmm. there's there's a concerted effort to annihilate all the all this history. But like even if you don't agree with what that is, I think it's still important to 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 learn from it because you know as, as it says you know his, I, well I don't like the phrase history repeats. I, I like to say that it it rhymes, right? It's like, it's mm -hmm. like a poem. You mm -hmm. don't rhyme the same phrase of a poem with the same word. It's yeah. a similar word that has a, a similar ending. So like history kind of goes on and on and on. And if you, you know, at a certain point, like we said, it's going to all fail, but it's like, you know, you, you have to understand how these things work. And that's why, you know, I really appreciate the work that, you know, you and Jack Allen and Oddman and so many other great researchers do is pulling a lot of the stuff out of history because, we can all talk, you know, in, in a million podcasts, talk about all the events of today, but, you know, without talking about the events of today, it, you have, if you go back into the past, there's so many parallels to what's going on. And even like what I talk about with the star Wars, it's like, you know, in a lot of fiction and stuff, there's a lot of parallels to all this kind of stuff. It, 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 it regurgitates it. It, it comes back around <laughs> again. So it's important to understand, understand history, which is, has got us, you know, to this point, I think it's definitely important not to not to delete that even if you even if it makes you look bad by, mm -hmm. by beliefs you had once held i 100 percent agree with you on that um because you got to look back at yourself and cringe uh to be able to look yourself in the mirror <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. uh, i mean i it's a good reminder i mean the stuff that i mean i my first podcast ever is with greg carlwood and, and from the higher side chats and 
I mean, go back to there. I, I was on the fence about Trump back then, and I was a Gnostic back then, you know, and if I listened to myself now, I'd probably be like, oh, you know, but <laughs> it is what it is, you know? I mean, we're always learning. We're always yeah. growing, you know, or at least at least we strive to strive to do that. So you're right. you're you know you're, you're there's certain things I, I don't think I'll ever I hope not to ever abandon my faith. Um, I think there's some things that are ingrained uh, in me, um, and you know so I, I you know that and also the kind of the way I look at the world order I don't think it would ever shift again. I think not to say that I've learned of everything. Lord knows I have not, but I don't you know I think I, even I was when I was a Nazi about 2014. I used to say the next American president was going to milk the golden calf of America to death and then be replaced by someone worse, that we live in harder times. And that's what happened. Trump milked us to death, and this is where we are with Biden. You know? And so back then, I knew that all presidents were in on it. I thought maybe JFK, because people idolize JFK, but I hate to tell you, JFK is part of it, too. Okay. So, but you know, we're told to idolize Camelot. We're told to idolize JFK. You know? all, all the presidents, every single last one of them, were differing degrees of part of it. Uh, some more than others, some willingly more than others. Like, I, you know, George H.W. Bush, he's got a seat at the table of the upper elite, likely. Yes. Okay. His son, George W. Bush, eh, probably not so much. He stays down there in Texas in the ranch. You know? <laughs> and not to say that George W. Bush ain't evil, he is, but there's degrees to this. Okay. Well, yeah. And remember a few years ago, like there was that whole controversy where like him and Ellen DeGeneres were at a, uh, a football game or a baseball game or something. People were like, oh my God, how can these two people be sitting next to each other? talking like they're good old friends it's like well because they are <laughs> there there are there's no there, it's no blue team versus red team here no they, they're all at the same table which reminds me how many pictures of there were of donald trump and uh and uh the clintons together yeah oh yeah our member yeah. our family members of the of, of the trumps and, Cl and clintons together like how you know how many pictures are there how, how much evidence is there of jeffrey epstein and donald trump being there just as much as if not more of trump being connected to bill clinton yeah. So now, now, real quick, for those that um, don't know uh, all about it, um, give everybody a little bit. We're doing this a little bit backwards, but like uh, the mm -hmm. CFR in the, in the CMP, we, we've talked about that a lot. And you know, the, the first time I, I I heard you was actually on you know Charlie Robinson's podcast. I think about Shout two years Charlie. ago. Yeah, Char Charlie's great. You know, he wrote the he wrote the forward to my book. He definitely has been a huge huge su supporter of my podcast and writing and all that stuff. So a big always big shout out to him. Yes. And um. You, you, you talked about the, the Council on Foreign Relations and the Council on National Policy. If you could just give a quick breakdown of, of what those are and kind of how it, how it works into this whole um, big system we're talking about here, right? The, right, the eagle's head of the wings. I would assume most, I mean, I'll briefly talk about the CFR. I assume most, most people, unless you just happen to turn into conspiracy in the forest for the first time or you've never heard about conspiracies in your life, Maybe I don't know what the Council of Foreign Relations is, okay? But most people, the conspiracy nexus, they've heard on the Council of Foreign Relations, they've heard of the group above it, which is the Bilderberg Group, um, you know, and they kind of hold kind of like the globalist, uh, leftist, uh, world order uh, type aspect belief that most people are accustomed to knowing, you know. They are the, uh, the banner holders for the Great Reset with the World Economic Forum and Karl Klaus Schwab. You know, so CFR has been around, you know, night, you know, mid 1900s, you know, early mid 1900s. So it's it's kind of 
it's just the left wing, pretty much. It's, it's the globalist wing, you know, for progressive, communist, globalist wing, whatever terminology you want to use. That's what it is. Okay. Now, the more secretive right wing, and there's probably organizations on the left and the right, because they do a shell game where once one is exposed, it kind of like Charlotte Commission really isn't really much of a, I mean, Jordan Peterson spoke to them a few years ago, interestingly enough, but I was out of that. You know, no one really knows. Charlotte Commission is pretty much dead. Okay, It's been replaced by uh, the Atlantic Council, which is actually bridges both of them right in the left together, actually. Um, um, but, but, you know, so, but the, but the right, you know, you had the John Burr Society, and the John Burr Society morphed into the Council for National Policy, which we'll talk about the CMP more in depth in a minute. And then you have even a more secretive group, which is their Bilderberg, which is called La Circle. Now, Panay was a founder of both Bilderberg and La Circle, okay, and uh, Antoine Panay. And so, again, you have the right and the left. Everybody's, you know, Bilderberg, you know, people gone down there. Remember when uh, Paul Joseph Watson and Luke Radowski and Alex Jones would go down there to the Bilderberg meetings and, you know, take their camcorders and film every single person come out of a Bilderberg meeting, okay? And look, most people that are part of the CFR in Bilderberg, a lot of them, there's people that believe that progressivism and communism and socialism and, uh, and uh, you know, liberalism, you know, they're good ideals. They're wrong, in my opinion, but most of them are just true believers, okay? Just like the CMP, okay? A lot of people in the CMP are conservative. A lot of them are Christians. They really honestly think that they're doing what's best, but it's the upper echelon of these groups, okay? They aren't true believers. They are the ones, you know, unlike the lower, the lower level true believers. The upper echelon uh or more of people that are of the world elite that are of the you know they are of they know what's going on okay so lost or very, very much like your your freemasonry right like there's yes. people that that get into it like hey it's a social club i'm gonna make new job contacts and experience and all this stuff but then like really uh once you go up that ladder it it, it morphs into something that is, is a whole different ball game i mean jesus talks says that we should swear no oath so I guess a Christian, in my opinion, should not be a Freemason. Um, I do believe that to be true. I think if you are in Freemasonry and you are a Christian, you, you should leave Freemasonry. Um, it also, I mean, it technically is a cultish, you know, yeah. for lack of a better words. Um, but that's another, you know, I mean, you did excellent podcast with um, Bod Man. There's no need for me to get into free, just Freemasonry discussion. <laughs> uh, but Luster Kell, back to Luster Kell, you know, we only have a handful of documents and membership lists from the 1980s. And we do have an excellent book. Um, uh, what is it called? It's called Rogue Agents. Um, it's like a thousand page book on Lost or Kale. Uh, But that's really all we got. We, we don't really have a, 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 nothing about the Bilderberg on the right. I mean, we got s some information, but compared to the information that's out there on the Council on Foreign Relations and Bilderberg, you know, the, the many, many hours, thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours as conspiracy talk radio that have discussed those groups and the research that's out on them, you know, compared on the right, very much, very much on the CMP. There is more now. There is more now. Uh, there are, you know, but however, a lot of the Council for National Policy researchers, a lot of them um, are, are progressive. 
uh, which is nothing wrong with that. I know some genuine CMP progressive researchers are people that are centrist left or left uh, are centrist, like uh, Neil Sanders, for example, a good personal friend of mine, uh, George from cabdev.org. Uh, um, so I do know some people who are, are progressive who genuinely call out the CMP for the right things. Um, uh, but there are, you know, there are CFR members that, that uh, wrote a, one of the most uh, uh, a Rockefeller fellow as well. Uh, her name is Ann Nelson. She wrote the foremost book on the the foremost book on the Casper National Policy, uh, which is Shadow Network, which a uh, majority of it uh, is um, pretty much, you know, what you expect a progressive or lefty to write about CMP is, oh, they're Christian and, oh, they're anti-abortion and, oh, they're trying to get, keep minorities from voting and uh, uh, which there is, I have some problems with that, with, you know, with that one, not, I am pro-life, so the abortion aspect, mm -hmm. no, or they're anti-gay marriage, you know, that's a good, you know, part of, part of her book, uh, but she's not talking about, like, you know, in depth, the Iran-Contra Latin American death squads at the CMP fund during the 1980s. She's just in those conservative bullet points, yeah, pretty much, you know, no, that's no, pretty no. boilerplate stuff. Yeah, no, you know, Colonel Oliver North, uh, you know, no Franklin scandal, which was very much steep oh, accounts yeah. for national policy. Uh, half of the, the Project for New American Century, PNAC, half of it was CMP members. The other half of it was CFR members. You know, remember One Eagle, Two Wings? Um, yeah. Their involvement in, you know, many conservative presidents who had to go speak to the CMP before they even, you know, were elected president. Uh, you know, Reagan was uh, spoke to the CMP while he was president. Was getting Iran Contra briefings and security briefings of, of of intelligence around the world when he was president. I mean, you have them being involved in, in the the, the Mujahideen freedom fighters and the Afghan war. Um, you know, uh, anything you can you know think of, uh, they've been a part of it mostly too. Um, and uh, I mean, it's just it just blows my mind that you know you have ann nelson's book on the shadow network and look i, I get it as a christian conservative that i'm not going to write about the cmp stance they're supposed stances it's my belief that the upper echelon elite of the cmp are not pro-life okay average person going to the cmp is a christian conservative yes or conservative yes of course they're pro-life okay but the higher echelon of the cmp you think dick cheney's pro-life no. All right. Yeah. So you know, Emperor Palpatine himself is pro-life. No, no way. No way. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they all have the eugenics. They, they all love eugenics in any way, uh -huh. in any way, shape or form. And I think they yeah, I think they, they probably ride some of the conservative coattails on some of the anti-abortion stuff. But the, they, they find other ways to get their stuff uh, stuff through, you know, other other health care means. Uh -huh. I will just leave that in air quotes to get other other ways of, of getting rid of people. Well, it's my belief that they keep yelling about Roe versus Wade the loudest, but they never do anything about it. It's my belief that they're Fabian socialists. You know, you have the CFR, which are kind of communists, more radical socialists, okay? Um, and then you have the, the CMP, which are Fabian socialists, which were Fabian society, which, you know, Oddbands talked about it in depth. I'm not going to really talk about death in here, but their insignia was a wolf in sheep's clothing, okay? So they kind of believe instead of, you know, radically moving a, uh, uh, a country or empire, uh, you know, to the left, more progressive, you know, like you have like a communist type revolution, right? Like a, a, a Marxist, uh, Leninist type re revolution, right? A Bolshevik revolution to, to kind of destabilize the country, destroy institutions, and then bring in communism. The Fabian socialists believe that you should, you should 
put your people in institutions, destabilize it, and then, you know, will come the communism, then will come the socialism. You know, that's how they look at it. Now, you might ask yourself, well, well John, how can how can that be? You know, they, 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 they talk about all these good, you know, Christian moral values. How can they be this way? Well, two, I'll give you two examples. First examples is, is um, let me get the information. I know most of it offhand, but I want to make sure I get it completely down tight. You ever heard of the Institute of Noetic, Noetic Sciences by chance? I have not. Okay. You ever watched the Da Vinci Code or read the Da Vinci Code or read it? Yeah, a while Brown's ago, books? yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- that's where we kind of get, uh, we actually get a lot of modern-day Gnosticism beliefs from Dan Brown, which are completely just, Michael Heiser did excellent seven apps our series debunking all of it all right but like so dan brown's third book the lost symbol literally the institute of noetic sciences is front like in center in that book okay and he makes it out like the freemasonry the freemasons are the good guys the institute of noetic sciences are the good guys i guess like oh boy it's really bad it's really really ugh. i used to be a fan of dan brown's works when i was a gnostic now i look back on it and i just cringe i just get the douche chills i'm like no 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 um so the institute of noetic sciences is, is an american nonprofit parapsychological research institute it was co-founded in 1973 by former astronaut edgar mitchell who's a big new ager big proponent of the false alien invasion you know big alien are real i've seen them you know you know and i have the same belief view that aliens are demons or demonic they're interdimensional demons okay right uh, right yeah i think that whole pro you know just quick rapture that whole project blue beam i think yeah. that's just what is that in a form of the antichrist or false prophet or something when that if that happens that's kind of you know what me and some other people have been talking about mm-hmm. recently is that 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 that's how that's how it's going to be seen it's going to be seen as a savior and it's anything but yes very much so um, and so you have, along with investor uh, Paul Nathaniel Temple Jr., Institute of Noetic Sciences received significant funding from the Templeton Group, whose founder, John Templeton, was once president for the Council for National Policy. The Templeton Group has also founded the Cato Institute, Freedom's Watch, American Enterprise Institute, Atlas Economic Research Foundation, Manhattan Institute, so all these neocon think tanks. Uh, the McLaughlin Group Show, and I used to watch McLaughlin Group with my grandfather, would say brought to you by, funded by the Templeton Group. Uh, Milton Friedman uh, and Walter E. Williams and Paul Nathaniel Temple Jr. Uh, helped fund the Fellowship Foundation. Have you ever heard of the family, the Fellowship? There's a Netflix doc. You should watch it, actually. Netflix documentary is a book written by Jeff Startle. It's another faction of this uh, right-wing uh, CMP, uh, JBS, La Circle Group. Um, it was a core member of the family and the Fellowship. Uh, so, you know, this no Institute of Noetic Sciences, which is completely 100% new age, I'm going to talk about some of their current projects in a minute. They're majorly funded by the right wing of the world order and the CMP and people profess to be Christians. Okay. Right. So, again, Fabian Socialists, they're destabilizing society by funding these things to slowly push people away from Christianity, you know, from Jesus, you know, to the new age. Okay. And so current projects include asking people to import their data from 23andMe to determine if they have psychic genes, uh, new age and mental health potentiality, virtual reality experiments, meditation studies, psychic performance, remote viewing and meditation retreats, and consciousness studies to see if it affects health and physical matter, and using social media data, Cambridge Analytica, to predict future events with artificial intelligence and the infamous Global Consciousness Project. I mean, that hits... That hits all. That hits all the agendas, right? That just hits all the the occult agendas. That hits your transhumanism. That hits your meta, you know, y- virtual reality un- universe. 
the 23andMe getting everybody's gene information, like all these things are so interconnected and don't lead to a good place. But, but, you know, these, these websites and, and like, I'll tell you what, like to the untrained eye, all uh -huh. these websites and all this stuff, like it looks slick, right? Even like world economic forum, like it, it looks like, Hey, great. Like we, all this stuff sounds great. But I think, you know, to your earlier point we were talking about earlier, it's like they, they present this all as the antidote, right. To, to the, to the current world that we're living in, mm -hmm. but it's, um, same, same bird. Yeah. And I guess the final thing is another example of Fabian socials. If anybody ever says, calls himself a classic liberal. Now, if the average person calls himself a classic liberal, you know, like your friend down the street, they happy happen to hear they say that term. I seriously doubt they're Fabian socialists. They probably don't really understand what libertarianism truly is or classic liberal. But if anybody who's high up, you know, someone you find out is a CMP member or a JBS member, you know, they call them, see, so ever heard the term, I'm a classic liberal. Um, or even I'm a libertarian, but a classic liberal definitely. That's another. That, that, that's a shadow term for Fabian socialist. Okay, most libertarians, sadly or not, and I used to consider myself a libertarian when I was a new ager. It's very much diluted into do what thou wilt, and and sad but true. Most of establishment libertarianism, at least in the modern times, it's extremely degenerate and full of debauchery. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's really bad. It's ranked with pedophilia and bestiality and i have you know <laughs> libertarian friends in the new hampshire that could talk about how they've had to leave you know the libertarian circles up there because of how dark this stuff is i mean ayn rand what, what do you remember what serial killer she idolized uh that she made for the main character of the found uh, hickman it was hickman hickman murdered a, a, little, a little teenage girl uh so she idolized uh him and it made him uh, uh the hero for the fountainhead um, I forgot the name of the, the main character in the Fountainhead, but um, uh, oh yeah, so, like the whole libertarian, like the, the thing you the, the the marketing pitch is like right, like hey, I'm a I'm a fiscal conservative, I'm a social liberal, like right, mm -hmm. like I can take both of those things, and hey, now I'm a I'm a, now I'm a little bit of everything, yeah. But yeah. but from what you're saying, it's it, there's a lot, it, it goes a lot deeper than that. Yes, and so uh, Peter Till, uh, who was one of the, the founders of PayPal. Um, he's, he's a CMP, CMP -er. Um, he is greatly just, 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 just destabilizing society and just funding, just, you know, he, 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 everybody thinks Peter Chill is this great conservative man, right? You know, the PayPal mafia, you know, Elon Musk, you know, you have Rod D. Martin, who was, used to be part of the Arlington group, a very high up member of the Council for National Policy. He's like the godfather of the PayPal mafia. He, uh, he calls himself a Christian, but also calls himself a futurist. Those are two conflicting terms. How can you be a Christian, but then again, call yourself a futurist when Barbara Marx Hubbard prided herself as being a futurist and futurist is just another word for transhumanist. So right. I'm a little confused there. Um, but, um, but yeah, Peter Till's funding a lot of, um, so a, a lot of just, just, he's, 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 he's funding, you know, transsexual film festivals and, and, um, you know, the Hereticon, I've talked about Hereticon, even though that's a lost episode of We Read the Documents because it was taken down off of YouTube uh, with no email, no warning, no strike, just taken down. Um, and it was actually decoupled from the blockchain, or at least the listing of the blockchain on Odyssey. And then right after that happened, a week later, the CEO of Odyssey appeared on the Alex Jones show. So I don't really know what that's about. Um, but he, he performed this conference called Hereticon. Uh, which is very libertarian-esque. It's very libertine. You know, Roger Stone was a libertine. Oh, yeah. You know, so in there, you know, it has 
you know, positive sex education, Lacey Green and this other woman who calls herself Aaliyah, who on Twitter actually asked, why was it taboo for, for bestiality? You know, and, and it's like, well, why do you think bestiality is taboo? And she was like, well, you know, in the olden days, uh, a husband, you know, a wife didn't have consent, you know, consent from their husband, you know, and, and, I, and I'm like, well, yeah, that, that that's wrong. The Bible says, you know, that it's also wrong yeah the, the, the man's body is the wife's and the wife's body is the man unless you're ill you know and and so it's kind of an equality type aspect yeah in that way and, and uh it's not one-sided you know and, and and of course that's wrong but that doesn't make bestiality <laughs> right you know yeah. so that so that's weird and then you know so they have a psychedelic tea party uh with this uh, and the main guy who ran the at the conference that ran the psychedelic tea party christian engelmeyer well, he's got this German biotech company that is supplying majority of the ketamine to the ketamine infusion clinics in the United States. So there you got pharmacia, you know, and then it's just, it's just, it's crazy, Kyle. It's like this conference. I mean, they even had a transsexual drag and they had a transsexual drag show and they have, and they, okay. Remember, okay. One last thing. Remember in the conspiracy culture, we were told about the evils of charter cities, about corporations, you know, building these autonomous cities you know smart they, cities and yeah mm -hmm. where they could mm -hmm. build like their plants like tesla could have like a a, a a city where they build their plant but it's a city and its own incorporation zone and they don't have to pay taxes and all that stuff like we we're told oh i mean just coming. think of walt disney walt disney's whole epcot idea yeah you know same yeah. kind of thing yeah and but but here at this conference they're doing a panel on how great it is but we're told in the conspiracy culture that that's agenda 2030 that's a bad Thing, but and then of course Grimes, who used to be Elon Musk's wife, she has a performance uh, at, at at Peter Till's Reticon, you know. And then they're also doing stuff like alien yeah, UFO it, summoning, it, and it don't take much to stuff. look in. It doesn't take much to look into her and her symbolism and her views yeah. and all that. With, with knowing what she's really into, and like you know, we talked about Elon Musk. I mean, that's another one that that a lot of people in the conspiracy world kind of idolize because um, he he will go on Twitter and say. Like, you know, freedom is awesome, right? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love freedom. That's awesome. And then, hold, well, then you know, the next tweet, like, hey, hold on. I just, can we, can you just put these brain implants in your brain and yeah. have robots living in your body for the rest of your life? Like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. But go back to that other thing, you know, like talk about freedom and, and free will and, you know, fighting, fighting for oil production in America and all this. And it's like, well, no, he, 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 he he's pushing electric cars. He's, pushing yeah the, these this electric grid to run all of us it's like you guys need to to, to step off the elon elon musk uh ledge now, Kyle, now he was in support of the truckers but he's going to replace them with self-driving trucks right okay? right it, it, mm -hmm. or he sent starlink to give ukrainians internet okay mm -hmm. i mean it's just look we used to in the conspiracy culture we used to there was no good billionaires Okay. Right, right. Now there's good bill. Now you have your love and light billionaires. Okay. You have your, you have your light side billionaires, you know, you have Elon or millionaires, you have Elon Musk, you have Mike Lindell, you have Patrick Byrne, uh, you have Peter Thiel. Uh, you know, this is the best the rebel Alliance has to offer, right? Because the rebel Alliance is part of the world order of love and light, the brave new world. They are the rebel Alliance. So this is the best that we have. You know, if you're going to put your faith in men, this is who you're going to put your faith in. And these people are like, I mean, I think Mike Lindell's kind of a true believer, kind of like a he's wrong, but I don't I don't think with him it's complete satanic deception. OK, right. 
But the rest of them, like Elon Musk and, and Peter Till and Donald Trump, you darn right there. It's a satanic, you know, deception. Um, you know, these people do not have the light of Christ. I mean, Trump, he, when he did the, the famous church, uh, was that, that photo, photo op thing, the Bible is burning his hand, you know, it's, 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 and he said that a lot of time on the campaign trail, like, look, I, I, he's like, he brings the Bible, like use it as all these, all, and I think me and odd man touched on this last time. It's like a lot of these politicians and, and people in these high positions of power, they use the Bible just as a prop. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, they, they never open it or, or read a word of it. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to like if you ever look at um, all the, the memes about LeBron James, how he, mm -hmm. it shows him all like deep and thought reading books. But he's like only on the first page yeah, of yeah. every book. It, it's, a, it's the same thing. The way that all these people treat treat the Bible, they use it as a as a, as a prop, something to rah rah people down in mm -hmm. you know Oklahoma when they're there campaigning for whatever they're campaigning for. But really it has and, and people see that and people are so emotional. And, you know, that's, that is the, the biggest problem I see is that people are so overly emotional, especially right now. Think about the, the Russia Ukraine thing. People are so overly emotional. If you are, are asking questions about it, like, you, you don't care that people are dying. It's like, no, of course I care that people are dying, but I also care that this whole, that a lot of these events are, are being manipulated by yeah. powers above what we really understand is, is happening. So I think, you know, emotion is, is the biggest driver of, you know, the politics in, in my opinion is because and like i said it's it just goes back and forth between you know right and left and right and left because of of the emotions of it right trump had had mean tweets all right get him out get this other guy in well this other this other guy's terrible too so it just people are are and it's because our culture is so dumbed down it's just like you know it's the state of the world so it's, it's a fallen world it's just we've been all our I don't, I don't want to say collective consciousness. That's a very uh, a new age kind of, but like our just our collective um, brain power has been reduced so, yeah. so much because of everything we're exposed to. Like we don't have to get into every single little thing, but you know what we're talking about. Everything, yeah, chem in, chemicals, everything. Yes, everything in our environment has brought us. Yeah, has yeah. brought us to that level where if you're not actively trying to understand what's going on, you will just just go along with what the TV is saying because for a lot of people that's. That's just the easy, the easiest way to go and continue living the, in the same life and believe in the same things. But, you know, and it's hard to break people out of that. Even even really good, honest Christian people get caught up in that whole yeah. game, game as well. Um, not not for nefarious purposes, but just because they think that that's that that's the right thing. And it, it's sometimes hard to, to to bring some of that stuff out because like, well, no, Trump, he's a Christian. He believes in the Bible. This is like I saw him. I saw him hold a Bible. It's like, well, yeah, I've also, you know, held a gun. Doesn't mean I shot it, yeah. you know, or, or really cared about it. Like you, you can, you can hold any, you can hold anything up to do a photo op and then, you know, or go on really second it. amendment, you know, holding a gun, you know, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, I, I mean, Trump has said himself with, with CMP Frank Luntz asked him twice, you know, do you ever ask God for forgiveness or repent of your sins? And Trump on both, even when he was asked a second time on it, just for them to get him to, to clarify, or maybe he heard him said it wrong. He said both times he does not. He just tries to make it right. And it's like, well, that's, I mean, yes, we are, you know, we ask, we repent to God first, then we make it right, you know, or, or if we make it right in the moment, we, you know, we, we repent later, you know, it's like, right. We're called to do that. We're also called to, as Christians to repent, you know, to each other, you know, as we're not repent to each other, but to confess our sins to each other as, as well, you know, and 
and and not from a confess your sins to like a father, you know, call no man father, as Jesus said type aspect, but like as Christians, you know, as, as, as the body of Christ, you know, if we're, if we're things we're struggling with, we're supposed to bring it to other Christians and talk through it and consult, you know, with God and the word and, and, you know, try to try to, you know, right. be, you know, better ourselves through, through it. And right. A lot of people think just because you're a Christian, you know, you're, you're perfect. There was only one perfect man who was God, whoever walked upon the face of this earth. That was Jesus Christ. We all sin. We all fall short, you know. And so, you know, a lot of people would say, well, what about Trump? Does that mean that he falls short? Uh, Trump doesn't preach the gospel or really understand the gospel. I mean, this preacher was a, a 33rd degree Mason, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, with power of positive thinking. I don't even believe Norman Vincent Peale was saved. Uh, I, Trump is not. I, I pray that he does get saved. But at this point, I'm for all intents and purposes, he might be the Antichrist. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll see, you know, but, but, uh, you know, and I, and I think, and I think at the most basic level, like you talked about, you know, the billionaires, right? Like, like, why should we put any faith in them? I think every billionaire is um, a narcissist to a certain mm -hmm. degree. And if you're a narcissist, that is a, a I am God. So you cannot have any other God besides yourself. So mm -hmm. I think every billionaire that gets to that level, whether um, people realize it or not, they, they are their own God. I mean, you don't even have to get into anything. Other than that, just knowing that, um, just listen to them, listen to them talk. Everything is about, they never take responsibility. Everything is all about things that other people have done wrong. Um, if people don't agree with their viewpoint, they're put down and slandered and bullied and this and that. And, and so at a very basic level, that's what I would say is that the, all those people are, are, are narcissists. Some of them are, you know, super, super malignant narcissists, but some of, but you know, a, a, all of them are fully fully self-centered and that that kind of that kind of mindset that's a that's a lifelong mindset that can't that really is very very difficult to be broken you know i mean obviously like you said like they could still turn turn to christ there's always there's always hope for everybody yeah we're, we're, we're commanded to pray for our leaders yes. you know no matter right. how flawed they are i pray for yeah. biden you know i mean if, if any if anybody could make biden become a born-again christian it's god you know, now the human side of me, I don't think it's likely to happen, but if it, if it's, I mean, did you know, I actually honestly believe that Jeffrey Dahmer got saved in prison. I really mm. do. I've listened to the, the, the tapes that the pastor had witnessing to Jeffrey Dahmer, and I believe Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered because he would have started working a prison ministry. Uh, in his prison, they also had to tie loose ends with the hand of death cold as well with his murder too as well. But, you know, a lot of people say, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer did all those horrible things. John, how can you believe that that man could ever be saved? And I'm like, I, I've listened to the tapes. I've listened to the confession of the the, the, the pastor that believes that Jeffrey Dahmer is, is saved. Uh, you know, and I think he truly repented like Jeffrey Dahmer at the end of his life, you know, through those recordings was genuinely saying things that a Christian would say. And I think he genuinely, genuinely believed. I don't think he was, like he, there were many times throughout those tapes where he was like, can I even be saved? You know, like I, I've done all these horrible things and I didn't, you know, I, at times I knew that I was doing it, but other times I didn't know that I was doing it. I felt like I was possessed. You know, is there any, is there any way that God would ever, I mean, he, the man's breaking down right. for someone who supposedly there's nothing in there. He's just a shallow 
hole of a man. He's a psychopath. Okay. He he's crying, you know, like say, is there any way you know, I can repent for the things that I have done? You know? So, right. It's very, very apostle Paul, like, right. I mean, with the biggest yeah. persecutor of Christians out there and he was able to be the one that, you know, preach, preach the gospel all over and, and affect it. And through God was able to affect so many, so many lives, you know? So it's like, that's the perfect example of it, it can, it, it can, anybody can, anybody can be changed and reborn. Yeah. Yeah. And so as Christians, it's very tough for us to even accept that. Cause we, we were like, all oh, these people have done horrible things, you know, how, I mean, there, I mean, God even gives, Jesus even gives the parable of the prodigal son. I mean, that's what it is. We're supposed to rejoice. We're supposed to rejoice that the son has returned. You know, that, that, that the, the person, uh, you know, has, you know, come to Christ. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, you know, if, if, if a person comes even at their older, you know, let's say that, I seriously doubt this would happen, but let's say that uh, Henry Kissinger repents earnestly, you know, I mean... God knows what's in your heart. God knows if you earnestly repent or not, you know, and a lot of people knee jerk to that. So and it's difficult, man. I mean, I would assume it's difficult for you as it is for any Christian, you know, uh, of praying for these people or not getting upset at these people or, or wishing death upon these people, <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it is, but you know, that's what, that's what you're, you're called to do. You know, it, it's written, it's written in the Bible. So it's, you know, that's, that's, that's the word of God right there. So, um, John, I want to thank you so much for chatting with me this evening. This is, this has been great long, very long overdue. We'll have to, um, yes. we'll have to talk, we'll have to talk again. We talked a little bit before show about there's some, a lot of, a lot of great Star Wars versus Star Trek kind of stuff. So we'll have to, we'll have to dig into that, um, in the future. So, um, before we sign off, um, where can people, where can people find you? Where can they um, contact you? Where can they see your see your stuff? Yeah, um, you can find me. If, uh, we've read the documents on YouTube, uh, Libri. Uh, we've underscore read on Twitter. If you have any uh, health issues, fixyourgut.com. Um, thank you for having me on Conspiracy in the Force, Kyle. It's, 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 a, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. Um, definitely going to have you on my channel. Maybe we can get together, me, you, Odd Man, and Jack for a roundtable. Um, I'm, I'm down for that. Maybe we're able to do that, brother. And uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank you again. Um, everybody go, go check out the, uh, the work John has done. It's been really great. He's done a lot, a lot of really, really great, great research on a, lot, a variety of topics. So, so go check it out. So um, thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. Um, I always say, may the force be with you, which is uh, just a catchphrase that I, a very new age catchphrase, but I will end this one just saying, you know, uh, God bless uh, everybody. Have a great day.